Section three of the History of Mary Prince by Mary Prince. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The History of Mary Prince, Part three. After I left Turks Island, I was told by some negroes that came over from it that the poor slaves had built up a place with boughs and leaves where they might meet for prayers, but the white people pulled it down twice and would not allow them even a shed for prayers. A flood came down soon after and washed away many houses, filled the place with sand, and overflowed the ponds, and I do think that this was for their wickedness, for the Buckra men were very wicked. I saw and heard much that was very, very bad at that place. I was several years the slave of Mr. D., after I returned to my native place. Here I worked in the grounds. My work was planting and hoeing sweet potatoes, Indian corn, plantains, bananas, cabbages, pumpkins, onions, etc. I did all the household work, and attended upon a horse and cow besides, going also upon all errands. I had to curry the horse, to clean and feed him, and sometimes to ride him a little. I had more than enough to do, but still it was not so very bad as Turk's Island. My old master often got drunk, and then he would get in a fury with his daughter and beat her till she was not fit to be seen. I remember on one occasion I had gone to fetch water, and when I was coming up the hill I heard a great screaming. I ran as fast as I could to the house, put down the water, and went into the chamber, where I found my master beating Miss D. dreadfully. I strove with all my strength to get her away from him, for she was all black and blue with bruises. He had beat her with his fist and almost killed her. The people gave me credit for getting her away. He turned round and began to lick me. Then I said, Sir, this is not Turk's Island. I can't repeat his answer. The words were too wicked, too bad to say. He wanted to treat me the same in Bermuda as he had done in Turk's Island. He had an ugly fashion of stripping himself quite naked, and ordering me then to wash him in a tub of water. This was worse to me than all the licks. Sometimes when he called me to wash him I would not come, my eyes were so full of shame. He would then come to beat me. One time I had plates and knives in my hand, and I dropped both plates and knives, and some of the plates were broken. He struck me so severely for this that at last I defended myself, for I thought it was high time to do so. I then told him I would not live longer with him, for he was a very indecent man, very spiteful and too indecent, with no shame for his servants, no shame for his own flesh. So I went away to a neighbouring house and sat down and cried till the next morning, when I went home again, not knowing what else to do. After that I was hired to work at Cedar Hills, and every Saturday night I paid the money to my master. I had plenty of work to do there, plenty of washing, but yet I made myself pretty comfortable. I earned two dollars and a quarter a week, which is twenty pence a day. During the time I worked there, I heard that Mr. John Wood was going to Antigua. I felt a great wish to go there, and I went to Mr. D. and asked him to let me go in Mr. Wood's service. Mr. Wood did not then want to purchase me. It was my own fault that I came under him. I was so anxious to go. It was ordained to be, I suppose. 
God led me there. The truth is, I did not wish to be any longer the slave of my indecent master. Mr. Wood took me with him to Antigua, to the town of St. John's, where he lived. This was about fifteen years ago. He did not then know whether I was to be sold, but Mrs. Wood found that I could work and she wanted to buy me. Her husband then wrote to my master to inquire whether I was to be sold. Mr. D. wrote in reply, that I should not be sold to any one that would treat me ill. It was strange he should say this when he had treated me so ill himself. So I was purchased by Mr. Wood for three hundred dollars, or one hundred pounds, Bermuda currency. My work there was to attend the chambers and nurse the child, and to go down to the pond and wash clothes. But I soon fell ill of the rheumatism, and grew so very lame that I was forced to walk with a stick. I got the St. Anthony's fire, also, in my left leg, and became quite a cripple. No one cared much to come near me, and I was ill a long, long time. For several months I could not lift the limb. I had to lie in a little old outhouse that was swarming with bugs and other vermin, which tormented me greatly. But I had no other place to lie in. I got the rheumatism by catching cold at the pond side, from washing in the fresh water. In the salt water I never got cold. The person who lived in the next yard, a Mrs. Green, could not bear to hear my cries and groans. She was kind, and used to send an old slave woman to help me, who sometimes brought me a little soup. When the doctor found I was so ill, he said I must be put into a bath of hot water. The old slave got the bark of some bush that was good for the pains, which she boiled in the hot water, and every night she came and put me into the bath, and did what she could for me. I don't know what I should have done, or what would have become of me, had it not been for her. My mistress, it is true, did send me a little food, but no one from our family came near me but the cook, who used to shove my food in at the door and say, Molly, Molly, there's your dinner. My mistress did not care to take any trouble about me, and if the Lord had not put it into the hearts of the neighbours to be kind to me, I must, I really think, have lain and died. It was a long time before I got well enough to work in the house. Mrs. Wood, in the meanwhile, hired a mulatto woman to nurse the child, but she was such a fine lady she wanted to be mistress over me. I thought it very hard for a coloured woman to have rule over me because I was a slave and she was free. Her name was Martha Wilcox. She was a saucy woman, very saucy, and she went and complained of me, without cause, to my mistress, and made her angry with me. Mrs. Wood told me that if I did not mind what I was about, she would get my master to strip me and give me fifty lashes. You have been used to the whip, she said, and you shall have it here. This was the first time she threatened to have me flogged, and she gave me the threatening so strong of what she would have done to me, that I thought I should have fallen down at her feet, I was so vexed and hurt by her words. The mulatto woman was rejoiced to have power to keep me down. She was constantly making mischief. There was no living for the slaves, no peace after she came. I was also sent by Mrs. Wood to be put in the cage one night, and was next morning flogged by the magistrate's order, at her desire, and this all for a quarrel I had about a pig with another slave-woman. 
i was flogged on my naked back on this occasion although i was in no fault after all for old justice diet when we came before him said that i was in the right and ordered the pig to be given to me this was about two or three years after i came to antigua when we moved from the middle of the town to the point i used to be in the house and do all the work and mind the children though still very ill with the rheumatism every week i had to wash two large bundles of clothes as much as a boy could help me to lift but i could give no satisfaction my mistress was always abusing and fretting after me it is not possible to tell all her ill language one day she followed me foot after foot scolding and rating me i bore in silence a great deal of ill words at last my heart was quite full and i told her that she ought not to use me so that when i was ill i might have lain and died for what she cared and no one would then come near me to nurse me because they were afraid of my mistress this was a great affront she called her husband and told him what i had said he flew into a passion but did not beat me then he only abused and swore at me and then gave me a note and bade me go and look for an owner not that he meant to sell me but he did this to please his wife and to frighten me i went to adam white a cooper a free black who had money and asked him to buy me he went directly to mr wood but was informed that i was not to be sold the next day my master whipped me another time about five years ago my mistress got vexed with me because i fell sick and i could not keep on with my work she complained to her husband and he sent me off again to look for an owner i went to a mr birchill showed him the note and asked him to buy me for my own benefit for i had saved about one hundred dollars and hoped with a little help to purchase my freedom he accordingly went to my master mr wood he said molly has brought me a note that she wants an owner if you intend to sell her i may as well buy her as another my master put him off and said that he did not mean to sell me i was very sorry at this for i had no comfort with mrs wood and i wished greatly to get my freedom the way in which i made my money was this when my master and mistress went from home as they sometimes did and left me to take care of the house and premises i had a good deal of time to myself and made the most of it i took in washing and sold coffee and yams and other provisions to the captains of ships i did not sit still idling during the absence of my owners for i wanted by all honest means to earn money to buy my freedom sometimes i bought a hog cheap on board ship and sold it for double the money on shore and i also earned a good deal by selling coffee by this means i by degrees acquired a little cash a gentleman also lent me some to help to buy my freedom but when i could not get free he got it back again his name was captain abbott my master and mistress went on one occasion into the country to date hill for change of air and carried me with them to take charge of the children and to do the work of the house while i was in the country i saw how the field negroes are worked in antigua they are worked very hard and fed but scantily they are called out to work before daybreak and come home after dark and then each has to heave his bundle of grass for the cattle in the pen then on sunday morning each slave has to go out and gather a large bundle of grass 
and when they bring it home they have all to sit at the manager's door and wait till he come out often have they to wait there till past eleven o'clock without any breakfast after that those that have yams or potatoes or firewood to sell hasten to market to buy a dog's worth of salt fish or pork which is a great treat for them some of them buy a little pickle out of the shad barrels which they call sauce to season their yams and indian corn it is very wrong i know to work on sunday or go to market but will not god call the buckramen to answer for this on the great day of judgment since they will give the slaves no other day while we were at date hill christmas came and the slave woman who had the care of the place which then belonged to mr roberts the marshal asked me to go with her to her husband's house to a methodist meeting for prayer at a plantation called winthorpe's i went and they were the first prayers i ever understood one woman prayed and then they all sung a hymn then there was another prayer and another hymn and then they all spoke by turns of their own griefs as sinners the husband of the woman i went with was a black driver his name was henry he confessed that he had treated the slaves very cruelly but said that he was compelled to obey the orders of his master he prayed them all to forgive him and he prayed that god would forgive him he said it was a horrid thing for a ranger to have sometimes to beat his own wife or sister but he must do so if ordered by his master i felt sorry for my sins also i cried the whole night but i was too much ashamed to speak i prayed god to forgive me this meeting had a great impression on my mind and led my spirit to the moravian church so that when i got back to town i went and prayed to have my name put down in the missionary's book and i followed the church earnestly every opportunity i did not then tell my mistress about it for i knew that she would not give me leave to go but i felt i must go whenever i carried the children their lunch at school i ran round and went to hear the teachers the moravian ladies mrs richter mrs olufsen and mrs souter taught me to read in the class and i got on very fast in this class there were all sorts of people old and young grey-headed folks and children but most of them were free people after we had done spelling we tried to read in the bible after the reading was over the missionary gave out a hymn for us to sing i dearly loved to go to the church it was so solemn i never knew rightly that i had much sin till i went there when i found out that i was a great sinner i was very sorely grieved and very much frightened i used to pray god to pardon my sins for christ's sake and forgive me for everything i had done amiss and when i went home to my work i always thought about what i had heard from the missionaries and wished to be good that i might go to heaven after a while i was admitted a candidate for the holy communion i had been baptized long before this in august eighteen hundred and seventeen by the rev mr curtin of the english church after i had been taught to repeat the creed and the lord's prayer i wished at that time to attend a sunday school taught by mr curtin but he would not receive me without a written note from my master granting his permission i did not ask my owner's permission from the belief that it would be refused 
so that i got no farther instruction at that time from the english church some time after i began to attend the moravian church i met with daniel james afterwards my dear husband he was a carpenter and cooper to his trade an honest hard-working decent black man and a widower he had purchased his freedom of his mistress old mrs baker with money he had earned whilst a slave when he asked me to marry him i took time to consider the matter over with myself and would not say yes till he went to church with me and joined the moravians he was very industrious after he bought his freedom and he had hired a comfortable house and had convenient things about him we were joined in marriage about christmas eighteen hundred and twenty six in the moravian chapel at spring gardens by the reverend mr olufsen we could not be married in the english church english marriage is not allowed to slaves and no free man can marry a slave woman when mr wood heard of my marriage he flew into a great rage and sent for daniel who was helping to build a house for his old mistress mr wood asked him who gave him a right to marry a slave of his my husband said sir i am a free man and thought i had a right to choose a wife but if i had known molly was not allowed to have a husband i should not have asked her to marry me mrs wood was more vexed about my marriage than her husband she could not forgive me for getting married but stirred up mr wood to flog me dreadfully with the horsewhip i thought it very hard to be whipped at my time of life for getting a husband i told her so she said that she would not have nigger men about the yards and premises or allow a nigger man's clothes to be washed in the same tub where hers were washed she was fearful i think that i should lose her time in order to wash and do things for my husband but i had then no time to wash for myself i was obliged to put out my own clothes though i was always at the wash-tub i had not much happiness in my marriage owing to my being a slave it made my husband sad to see me so ill-treated mrs wood was always abusing me about him she did not lick me herself but she got her husband to do it for her whilst she fretted the flesh off my bones yet for all this she would not sell me she sold five slaves whilst i was with her but though she was always finding fault with me she would not part with me however mr wood afterwards allowed daniel to have a place to live in our yard which we were very thankful for after this i fell ill again with the rheumatism and was sick a long time but whether sick or well i had my work to do about this time i asked my master and mistress to let me buy my own freedom with the help of mr burchell i could have found the means to pay mr wood for it was agreed that i should afterwards serve mr burchell a while for the cash he was to advance for me i was earnest in the request to my owners but their hearts were hard too hard to consent mrs wood was very angry she grew quite outrageous she called me a black devil and asked who had put freedom into my head to be free is very sweet i said but she took good care to keep me a slave i saw her change colour and i left the room End of section three.